The following is a production of Galactic Netcasts. Just like you, Galactic Netcast has bills to pay. Where most people have rent and utilities every month, we have website and audio hosting. Please consider helping us with ours by going to gncast.com slash support. On that page, you'll find links to our Patreon campaign, where you can make a reoccurring monthly pledge. If you shop on Amazon, click on our affiliate link, which gives us a small percentage from the sales of everything that you buy. Hello, and welcome to Who Knew and Review. It's a Doctor Who podcast. Seek, locate, destroy. Well, that might be the mantra of any good Dalek, but now that mantra is stepping into the real world. Who knew that the Dalek's eye could hold the key to saving the human race? In real life! A recent report highlighted that antibiotic antibiotic resistance could kill 10 million people a year by 2050 if no new drugs are found. This should cast medicine back into the dark ages. So a project called Swab and Send led to a scientist, Dr Adam Roberts at University College London, to ask people to send swabs to help with the research. But what has all this got to do with Doctor Who? Well, the team collected swab samples taken from a Dalek in the foyer of BBC's Broadcasting House in London. When cultured in the lab, the BBC's Inside Science presenter, Dr Adam Rutherford, learned that the bacterial colonies were producing an intriguing result. This is what happens when you mess with mutants. Remember Nardole? The cuddly fella from Christmas that unwittingly had his head stolen and put into a deadly robot? We met Nardole in the year 5343 in the human colony Menderax Delora. He was employed by River Song. Doctor Song to you, sometimes Professor, but mainly Doctor. Now, he didn't appear to be all that capable of a person when he was sent to meet the surgeon. You know, the one who was contracted to remove King Hydroflax's head. He instead returned with the Doctor. Well, I suppose that's close enough. Matt Lucas returns to Doctor Who from the opening episode of Series 10, which starts filming next week in Cardiff. That's Monday the 20th of June. It starts finally filming. Commenting on his return to Doctor Who, Matt Lucas said, Well, I'm chuffed to bits at Nardole's returning to the TARDIS for some more adventures. I loved acting with Peter, and I'm really excited to work with Pearl. So that asks the question... Is he going to be just for one episode? Is he still going to have his head in a robot body? Just what's going on? If you know, email me. TARDIS at GNCasts.com Now this isn't the only information surrounding Series 10 of Doctor Who. Writers have been confirmed. Filming will start on the 20th of June. On set will be the new companion Pearl Mackey, fresh from her role in the West End Theatre. The opening episode of Series 10 is written by present showrunner Stephen Moffat. Executive produced by Brian Minson, produced by Peter Bennett and directed by Lawrence Goff. 
The second episode in this new series has been crafted by award-winning screenwriter Frank Cottrell Boyce. Block two writers are Sarah Dollard, she uh, wrote Face the Raven, and Mark Bartlett. Uh, he wrote something called Dr. Foster. Mm, yeah. No idea there. Do you know what a Slitheen is? What makes a Dalek mad? Does the Dr. Donkey's jammy dodger? Okay, these might not be actual questions in the BBC's ultimate Doctor Who fan quiz, but it's available in two parts, a section for new Who and a section for the older fans. It's a reasonably tricky quiz. You might want to give it a click. Let me know your scores. Hmm, maybe we should have some sort of league table. I bet I can break Brad Ludwig on both quizzes. And finally, guess who's back? Oh yeah, back again. It's only Clara Bloomin' Oswald. She can't keep away from the place. Now, this all came about when Cap Coleman reunited with her Time Lord chum Capaldi at Awesome Com in Washington DC, where Capaldi seemed to let slip that Clara's mind wipe of the Doctor in Hellbent might not have been entirely successful. He then went on to almost say something, and it's been sort of confirmed that, well, sort of confirmed that, I guess, um, I guess she's filmed a thing. Now, is this a thing for Christmas? Is this a promo thing? Is this a thing for the experience? No one is very forthcoming with the details, but we do know that you can't keep a good Oswald down. So now, on to what is rapidly becoming one of my favourite sections of the show. Bear with me, listener. There we go. I've knocked up a quick A to Z jingle. I'm sure I can do better than that. I'm sure you can do better than that. Why not send me your A to Z? Do you know what? There's no prize in it. We're not, we're not rich enough for that. But just for, I suppose, you know, having, having your name in lights, the proverbial lights, as a thank you. I might even use your mugshot if you send me one. To, uh, to promote this podcast. But anyway, as my little silly song says, A to Z. Now the monster this week is not necessarily a monster, more of a helper to a monster, but was that person a monster? Oh, you'll know what I mean. The monster is indeed Chip. Do you know what kind of monster Chip is? That's right, a force-grown clone. Ooh, try saying that without your teeth in. We first meet Chip on New Earth. The planet of origin is never stated, but I mean, do, do, do clones have do clones have planets of origin? Oh gosh, I can see that's that's quite controversial, isn't it? And as for technology, well, Chip doesn't necessarily have any technology at his disposal. He's simply there to moisturise Cassandra and possibly operate the psychograph. 
So what do we know about Chip? Well, Chip was a force-grown clone created by the Lady Cassandra O'Brien to serve her. He appeared to be almost human, but with distinctive markings on his skin. Cassandra claimed that she'd modelled him on the last man who ever told her she was beautiful. Of course, the twist in that is, um, that was indeed Chip, but Chip possessed with the psychograph of Lady Cassandra, who the Doctor took back in time to a particular party just so that could occur. I think that's called a, a predestination paradox or something. I just, it makes my head hurt. Speaking of making my head hurt, it's time to go and have a lie down and wait for Monday. I just hope we're going to have some shooting news of the Doctor Who kind. Remember, the Doctor doesn't need a gun. He's too cool for that. Anyway, I shall leave you with uh, this little, uh, little promo-y thing. And I shall speak to you all next week. You can keep on top of what Who Knew and Review is up to by following Galactic Netcasts on Twitter, by liking our Facebook page, or subscribing to our YouTube channel. We also have accounts on some other social media platforms. Just search for Galactic Netcasts or click on the corresponding logos at the top right of our main webpage at gncasts.com. You can support all that Galactic Netcast does by making a monthly reoccurring pledge at patreon.com slash galacticnetcasts. Your $1, $3 or $5 every month help us pay for operating costs such as web and audio hosting. The best part is, at every level of giving, you will get a bonus content that other listeners won't have access to. Again, if you want to contribute, go to patreon.com slash galacticnetcasts. For more on this podcast, including show notes, contact info, and more, go to gncasts.com slash TARDIS. You can subscribe to this podcast by going to gncasts.com slash subscribe, or search for us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or anywhere fine podcasts are offered. You have been listening to a production of Galactic Netcasts. For more about this show and others, go to gncasts.com. That's g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot com.